Hey guys, this is Jorge Manuel's Chief Marketing Officer. We have a very exciting podcast to share with you today. Manuel sat down with the one and only Dr. Eric Berg. As you may or may not know, Dr. Berg is a content machine like nothing you've ever seen before. He sits down with Manuel and talks about his content creation process. He goes over what it really takes to become a content machine, what drives him every day, and how to develop a system that will help you make content a natural part of your everyday. If you have ever created video content and you felt nervous that so many people are watching you, then you got to make sure to listen all the way to the end where Dr. Berg shared his secret to overcome that. So grab a pen, a paper, and get ready to take notes because this episode of the Social Marketing Hour is packed with golden nuggets. Enjoy it. Welcome to the Social Marketing Hour, business strategies to thrive during any economy with Manuel Suarez. Luck is when, when preparation meets opportunity. The money is in the list. Uh, it's all about providing value. It's, it's what is your superpower? All right, guys, we are now live in the social marketing hour. Super excited about today. This is something that I've been thinking about for a long time because, as you guys know, uh, I'm very into the subject of social media marketing and helping you reach audiences and reach uh, millions of people and help a lot of people along the way. But one of the things that I have seen people fail at the most, one of the biggest weaknesses that they are suffering from in the world of social media, which is more than ever, more than ever right now vital, is the subject of what is my superpower? What is my skill? How do I go into a content creation process? How do I help people? What is my passion? How can I help and get into a routine of content creation? Well, to help you guys with that particular subject, I'm bringing today uh, one of the most important people in my life, uh, somebody that has been uh, that I have, been, have had the, the pleasure and honor to be very close with uh, over several years now, and I have helped him uh, spread the word, spread his message far and wide, which is all which is all that we're trying to do here. This individual doesn't need a lot of introduction. Um, in the social media world, he's an absolute powerhouse, a rock star. Uh, I was uh, sharing with him the other day. I don't think he really understood how many people have seen his content. So I like to give him this data sometimes so he can understand the magnitude of the effect that he has created. Over 600 million views on YouTube. Over 300 million views across social media, Facebook and Instagram. We're looking at somebody here that I'm going to bring on stage now in a second, and we're going to talk about this subject that has generated close to a billion, with a B, views across his content, which is incredible. Now, it didn't happen overnight, and we're going to talk about that next, because a lot of people get frustrated with the subject of how long does it take me to start getting attention or spreading my message or getting people interested in my content? Well, I know this individual started his YouTube channel a very long time ago, at this point more than a decade ago, and he just put his head down and he did it and he did it over and over again. And he has been sharing his passion, his message, and he has been helping millions of people across the world. Dr. Eric Berg, it is the um, YouTube a superstar and the subject of the ketogenic diet. He's a social media phenomenon. Uh, like I said, he's uh, at the top of the ketogenic diet mountain content, and he's helped 
millions of people with his content throughout the last decade or so in the world of health. He's known out there as a knowledge doc, and he's uh, a certified chiropractor, and he's been doing this business and helping people with his message for a very long time now. And we're excited to have him on board today because he's going to help us talk about the subject of content creation, what it takes to drive a message home, the persistence that it takes, what has been the process like, how does he get to a routine that he doesn't even think anymore about creating content. He just does it every single day religiously. All right, so I'm going to bring in Dr. Berg on stage now, and we're going to be splitting the screens, and we're going to talk about the subject of, mark, of, of uh, generating content for social media. So in a second, you guys are seeing Dr. Berg now, but I am getting him unmuted. And Dr. Berg, let's see if we can hear you already. Okay, now. Hello. Hi, Manuel. Can Hi, you hear Dr. me? Hi, Dr. Berg. Great. Hi, how are you? Well, thank you very much for uh, finding the time out of your extremely busy day, which I know how they go, uh, to be a part of this, um, this talk. So I have a few questions uh, that I want to ask you, I want to go over with you, uh, because I know that when I think about how can we help our audience, uh, we, we have people that, are, that, just so you know, Dr. Berg, who we're talking to, we have a lot of people on Facebook, we have some people on YouTube. Uh, these people that are here, they, are, uh, they have a message and they want to get out to the world and they want to spread this message. But they struggle in the subject of uh, content creation and setting a routine for themselves. Uh, what have you done? What can you tell us, Doc? What has been your process over the last, uh, what is it now, Doc? 12 years? 14 years? How long have you been doing this for? Well, probably 29, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah. but you, you started with what? Doing seminars uh, locally, Doc? Uh, what, what was the route like? For you. Well, I think it kind of started out of pain and uh, um, fear. Uh, I had a fear of public speaking uh, all through school, all through um, college, uh, and then I went to, um, uh, before you graduated, you had to give this speech in front of your peers, and I was mortified. I was this close to dropping out of college, so I was like, okay, so maybe I should drop out, and so I actually, you know what I did to overcome my fear of public speaking? I actually drank some alcohol. That was a big disaster because that, <laughs> it, went, it went south. And so it was, it was even worse than I thought. So it was just, it was terrible. And then I graduated. I went out to practice and, and just floundering. And then I was in another situation where I was kind of forced to go up on stage and speak. Another bad experience. And so at that point, I'm like, you know what? I, I got to figure this out. So I started, found a seminar, how to overcome your fear of public speaking. And I overcame it, came uh, that fear. But then I started to reverse the flow and started doing presentations, starting with a little flip chart in my office in the dark, you know, with a little slideshow where they did before you had even computers and um, little classes I would do. And at that time I was serving champagne to get them loosened up so they would laugh at my jokes. And then that graduated into more and more and more to the point where I was doing, I did 4,900 seminars in a row. Um, wow. And I was doing um, seminars to governmental agencies on health. So I'd, every day I'd go out there, do another seminar, in-house, out-house, or, or out-house, or go to different organizations. And uh, I did presentations to the FBI, Library of Congress, uh, Department of Health, like all these different places in Washington, D.C., in Northern Virginia. Do we have Virginia. videos of that, dog? I would love to see that. <laughs> yes, I do. I have videos of that. 
And um, so it goes back 29 years in this process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was just doing seminars. So um, this is way before YouTube. And then, um, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of like a truth seeker. I like to find out um, how things work, you know, the mystery of things. And the body is just like so many different mysteries. So um, that's one thing. If I can do anything, and it's just basically study and learn about the body and then teach it. That's what I love doing. So it's not really hard for me to do this. So I guess the first uh, lesson for people is to um, find something that you can do all day long and um, focus on that because this is, you know, some people look at like, how do you get up early in the morning and literally do this all day? I mean, like, because that's what I love doing. I'm 100% with you. So it's like, it's like what I like to tell people is that something that you're talking about it on your breakfast, on your lunch, on your dinner. Uh, your family is tired of hearing it. Uh, yeah, my your wife is tired, very tired of hearing it. My wife in the morning. is really it's tired of hearing about. it. You know, you know, Dr. Bell, like my, uh, you know, obviously you and my dad are friends. Um, I go way back with my dad sitting down at dinner when I was eight years old, and this individual could not talk about anything else. Uh, the subject was very, very limited. And he couldn't stop questioning what we were eating or talking about the discovery or it's kind of like that makes the job uh, that much easier. Like myself, you know me already enough. Uh, I don't stop thinking about the subject of attention uh, so much so that my company is called attention grabbing media. It, it's an obsession. It's like I like to tell them uh, we, we, we like to use the word obsession as a positive word. It's mm -hmm. we can't we can't put our attention somewhere else for too long because that's what we think about all the time. So I would imagine that that makes your job of content creation that much easier because you're so into it. You want to discover something new, right? You're always looking for truth. Like you said, a truth seeker. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I started doing these um, seminars all over the place. And, um, and in that time I was in practice and I was working one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people over many, many years. And, um, just loved it and uh, come home and just tell my wife, like, you wouldn't believe what happened to this person right here. I did this. And, and then I started to learn about nutrition and apply different things, different techniques. Um, and I always told my wife, I said, you know, if more people knew about what we do here, they would just be blown away. And then, um, then when YouTube came out, I, I did a couple really kind of, um, I don't know if you call it old school, but just prehistoric videos with a little flip phone. And it was just terrible, terrible sound. In fact, uh, poor, poor editing to the point where one time I did a presentation. This is actually before flip phones. We had, I remember doing a slideshow on my wall in my living room. And um, I sent the wrong file. I uploaded the wrong file to YouTube. And it was the file that I got really frustrated and I started swearing and everything like that. So that's the one that got uploaded. But I got a lot of views and people just <laughs> loved it. They were like, wow, this is great. And then I realized I, I was mortified. To, I says, oh, I heard Dr. Berg never swears. And I don't think I've ever heard Dr. Berg swear uh, yet. I haven't seen that. Oh, video. yeah. Yeah, I haven't shown you that video yet. But um, so, so then it kind of, um, I didn't really start doing more videos until years later. I just, I would put one out maybe once every so often. And uh, I didn't, you know, it, it, and I had a lot of views, but it was like, at that time, when, you first, when YouTube first started, you can get a lot of views very easily. Now it's, it's more difficult. So things just started going. I started putting more videos out and um, webinars and, again, bad lighting. And 
bad sound. And to the point where um, at one point I said, I told my wife, I said, um, I think I'm going to do YouTube videos full time. And she goes, okay, but I don't want to, I, ha I can't do both. I can't do, pra I mean, practice and I can't, she goes, so I'm going to, I want to stop practicing. And uh, while well, you're going to sell the practice, I said, no, I'm just going to work on the people I have, not accept any new people for a year. And then I will just do the YouTube. She goes, excuse me, what? I said, <laughs> uh, I said, well, it's just what I really want to do. I really want to do this. And so I talked her into it. What, so anyways, what year was that dog? What year was that? 2004, 2004, 2004. Uh, no, 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 it was two. No, it has to be a little bit later because no, I think 2009. Right, right. Yeah, that 2009. Makes, make more sense. So, so she just, she just basically was probably like, what the heck is going on with my husband? Right? Like he's this massive shift. I, I kind of like, I, I, I kind of change a lot through my profession. I, I can't just do one thing over and over, but this is something you know, the ability to, um, I got myself in a nice position where I can just do what I really love doing all day long and sharing with people. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Like number one is finding something that you can do all day long, which is, you know, like you got to really dig deep and find out. I, I like to see that the medical profession is, the health profession is very easy. The health field is very easy to do this on because there are so many um, lies, um, false information in this area that you can uncover the truth. There's so many unknowns. Like if you take a look at Merck's manual, for example, that's like a medical uh, 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 like kind of a pathology book. Um, you will find that the cause of 80% of these diseases and things are unknown cause. I'm like, oh, let me find out what's causing that, right? They're, so a lot of information is suppressed. So a lot of my videos is about uncovering like what's really causing something. Where are the, where are the links to things? And so now the other thing that I have an advantage is that I've been in practice so long. These, these guys that come out that are experts in whatever, and they haven't practiced, they haven't experienced, they have a huge disadvantage because there's when you start working on people and you apply these things and you find out, oh, this didn't, this works for a while, then it doesn't work. You really start to expand your viewpoint out of the box to the point where you try things that you would nor normally never try. So you have to get really creative and, and research different things and figure stuff out to the point right. where now when I actually do research for a video, I'm, I'm using, I'm using all that as well. The, the big problem that content creators have when they do content is they outsource that hat, that part of the hat. Big mistake. You don't want to hire someone, outsource to do your content creation. Because if you just look at, do search on content, any type of health topic in the area of, um, you know, on Google, for example, you are going to get the first five to 10 pages is going to be pure garbage garbage information in fact you can use the information but more like an opposite day you're just kind of like whatever they're promoting do the exact opposite because so it it's is almost like marketers invade these pages and it's full of trash instead of real content yes and all this like this a lot of this happened like last uh, october there was a shift 
like all of a sudden you couldn't even find some of my videos or I was ranking now it's gone. And then you search any topic and the first page is all like medical and news hidden as health. And I'm reading this stuff. I'm like, what the heck? This is all garbage, 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 recycled information. But what they did to play the game to get ranking is they do what's called fact checkers. So you have to have fact checkers. And so all these people give me advice. Well, you need to hire medical doctors to be a fact checker. So I'm sorry, I can't do that. I can't. That's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Hire someone to put their stamp on my content that it's, it's legit. No, I'm not going to do that. So um, that's kind of the game right now. And so unfortunately, people have a hard time finding good content, finding the truth about health. Um, so one of the things that I do to do my own research, and I do all my own research, um, I don't outsource that part of it. And so um, like I'll dig in, like, for example, here's an example of a, a textbook on bile salts in your gallbladder, right? This is an old book. Put it, put it more in the center, Doc, because we're splitting the screen there. Yeah, we see it. Okay. Some of these textbooks are, first of all, very expensive. They're very old, but they're filled with gold. It's real so data, facts. It's real physiology. Things that you have been can, proven. Yeah, like um, amazing, amazing research. Uh, I'll show you another one, right? Like, here's another um, compilation of research on cruciferous vegetables and cancer. Right. Like, I mean, you can't find this anywhere. So I found it very expensive. And now it's consolidating all this research. I'm like, it would take me years to put everything together. But then what you do is you study it with medical dictionaries because it's, it's very difficult to get through it without doing that. And then right. you get connections and links and, and um, missing pieces of the puzzle that, are, that people are um, having a problem with. So it's a combination of doing that type of research, things that I'm very interested in, and then educating people, try to break it down in a simple way, as well as studying um, what people are saying in comments. I do a lot, I spend a lot of time reviewing comments, finding out what people are really interested in and answering their questions. Yeah, so you can service that, which is great. Like uh, there's, there's, a, there's a tool that I recommend uh, in the content creation process for, for people that uh, you have your process and we can talk a little bit more about your process and you're explaining that, but there's a tool that I've used that I recommended for people uh, is called answerthepublic.com. Yeah. So if you go to, if you go to that website and you type in a keyword, whatever that is, gardening, uh, health or whatever that it may be, which is pretty much enormous, uh, you're going to get real questions that people are asking uh, and it's based on their actual queries on Google, social media, and then you get to see that information and that's your job. So just to give you guys more of a, a, more of a specific, we have a lot of people here. I know that there's people from all types of different models. Uh, we have realtors, we have like accountants, um, gardeners, we have people that have a toy line and it, it's a, a huge gamut of, uh, of people that have uh, different businesses and ideas and content. So let's say, for example, Doug, you're, you're, you're a content creation machine. So am I. I, I haven't been so long. Uh, I haven't been doing this as long as you have, but I, I, I'm doing 
at this point, 400 publications a week. And sometimes people ask me, uh, well, how much content should I do? And my answer is always is, how big are your goals? Uh, how big are your expectations for your message? How many people do you want to reach? And based on that, you got to go in line with that exact thing. So in my case, I have big goals. I want to reach a lot of people. I want to save a lot of businesses, et cetera. So I'm doing a lot. So you have to find out what works for you. But Doug, I have a question for you. Um, let's say that we go back 29 years. And instead of being a, um, a health expert, the knowledge doc, let's say that you become a gardening, organic gardening expert, all right? So mm -hmm. looking at that scenario, do you think it would be possible that you can get also into a content generating machine like you have today? Um, it, it really depends because um, you, let's say you have need, the passion, you develop the yeah. passion, and you you're know gonna, you know organic gardening, and you know the value of it, and you know how to plant, etc. Do you think that could build into? Yes, but but there's different things you can do with it. For example. Um, there's certain people that provide uh, more entertainment on a certain niche. Um, I, I personally try to fulfill a, a missing piece. So if you're going to get into, let's say, architecture, and uh, you find that there's not a lot of mysterious holes in the bucket. I mean, it's like there's not a lot of problems. People are searching for architecture. Like it's going to be really hard to come up with uh, original content that stands out, that's different. So I always kind of from my view, what I know is I like try to find out um, what area are people searching for that they don't understand or there's, there's falsehoods out there, there's missing pieces of the puzzle that I, I can provide for them. So if you can find a, a niche or an area that can, um, you can create on that and it's interesting to you. I love to share uh, certain secrets with people or myths that are busted. Some, like everyone knows and then bust that myth. I love to do that. And if it's true, but, um, so there's different ways to do it. Like, like you have, um, you some can people, entertain people, right? You can just entertain, you can, entertain them. You, can you can actually inspire, give people, educate, inspire. Like, yeah. let's say you're uh, selling wine or something and you, and you know all about different wines. I mean, you can just, you can do that. But the, the key is, um, you have to, um, generate attention. So back then, before YouTube, um, going back in time, um, if I know what I know now, I would find something that I could generate attention. I didn't, at that time, I didn't know about attention. So um, I would have probably did some TV things. I would have done radio or something like that because that's how you would get attention. But um, it's a very busy world, so you have to stand out. So with content, what are you... It's really about what can you exchange with people as far as content? What can you get their attention and give them back? That's what you're, that's what it's all about. So if you don't have anything of value, why should they watch you? And honestly, a, a real big, I think it's a mistake that a lot of YouTube gurus do is they, um, right at the beginning of the video, it's a big old introduction of them. Like, wait a second. First of all, Google ranks on watch time. That's the big thing. So guess what? As soon as you put that, <laughs> and we've tested it, that intro about you, that cool um, introduction, shut off. You, so I have no introductions. I, don't, I just get right in the content, get in and get out because I, I know, I respect, I actually 
try to like be on the other side there and say, what, what would people like to know? They want to get in and get out. I hate waiting for this stupid introduction. Like, all right, get to the point. So it's I, a hot I, tip, hot, hot tip, especially because there's a lot of people that are finding Dr. Berg that don't know Dr. Berg yet. So if, if you just start by telling stories about yourself, instead of telling how you handle a particular problem, you miss out on a lot of people that are like, oh, next, next. And Dr. Yeah. Berg doesn't get a chance to help them with the content, with the information. Right? So that's a really, really good tip for social media in general. I think uh, we talked about attention span decreasing over the years. And uh, maybe when I, when I became a, a marketer myself, because that's what I do, uh, I capture attention for, for living. That's what, that's what my business is about. Um, I think 10 years ago, uh, we had nine second attention spans. I think they talked about now is six seconds. So it mm -hmm. has been declining aggressively. So you gotta be right off the bat, just give them that value and just provide it to, to people. So another, another yeah. takeaway that I'll say about what Dr. Berg said uh, for you guys that are here is that he didn't always have the confidence to be who Dr. Berg is. And, and, and I think every single one of us that get in front of cameras, we can attest to the same thing. Dr. Berg did training on handling uh, public speaking fear, right? The fear of public speaking. He kept on doing it, right? So that, that is a very normal process for all of us, right, Doc? You got to get through that stage. Yeah, you have to um, it just do it over and over and over and over. But, but I think don't worry about what you look like on camera. Focus more on getting to the point, communicating your message that are helping some people in a certain way, explaining something versus trying to keep your attention on yourself of what do I look like, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like I just like to get in and get out. Like, here, this is what you do. I'm not, I'm not paying attention of what I look like on camera. I'm not trying to do this, not trying to look good or anything like that. I just want to have good sound, good light. Let me explain this. Okay, I'll see you later. Boom. Keep it simple, not fancy. All these extra graphics and is not necessary. So um, that's, that's one thing. And you just keep doing it over and over. Of course, if someone sticks a camera on you, you're like, oh, this is so hard because I really am I working to, looking to a person or you just have to do it over and over to the point where um, it's no, no longer an issue. But I, I want to give another tip. Um, so I always, I'm always, when I'm doing a video, I am like over there. I'm on your side. I have attention on your side as far as making sure that you're understanding what I'm saying and really making sure that there is absolutely no big words, confusions, co complexities. Some I have attention on making sure that you're getting what I'm saying and digesting it as I'm going. Um, I have you're a always lot thinking of about your audience. Always, always about in their shoes. What would I like? What don't I like? And that's how, what I came up to because I watch a lot of it. I'm like addicted to YouTube videos. I'll watch these. And uh, certain things irritate me, certain things, oh, it was a good video. It got to the point and it was like three minutes and I got what I needed. Thank you very much. I'll keep going back. Um, so that's, that's really a, an important. That's a very, very hot tip. tip. And I've seen from Dr. Berg um, a lot, I think more than anybody else, his ability to just break down a subject in very simple to understand terms because you can understand your subject really well and you are really knowledgeable with it, and you've been studying it for years, but people don't. They don't, they don't really get it. 
So you have to be able to break it down. Uh, and that's something that I know you use your whiteboard a lot and you explain and you take it. It's almost like you have them in front of you, right, Doc? You almost like feel them there. Is that how you do it? Yes. Like yesterday, I did an interview with a, um, a um, PhD in biochemistry. Okay, I was a little nervous about like, okay, he's just going to kill us with these big words, but he didn't. He was like, he was like, wow. I said, wow, this guy is actually really, really on my level. Like I could really communicate. He's breaking things down, making it simple. He showed little models of chemistry. He showed pictures. I mean, versus some people, and they don't get many views. They might be clinical nutritionists and have the PhD, and they, they start going into like, you know, the cyclopentanyl perpanhydrophine anthrenes, and the guy goes asleep. Big word. Put people unconscious. Click off. No, no, I actually try to, how am I going to explain this to a, a, like a seven-year-old? That's, that's my mentality. How am I going to break it down? So um, just keep that in mind because um, it's all about, if you want to rank on YouTube, it's about watch time. And um, if you want to put someone unconscious, you know, just go ahead and give them a lot of confusions, you know, like keep it, keep it really simple. Um, but you also have something good, some, some value. So exchanging with people, um, your content is really the most important thing. Like, don't put out a video. Like, I'll, I'll give an example. Like, I, I'll put like eight hours in a given day easily to create some content with, for a one or two videos. And uh, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm just not feeling it. I'll get to the studio. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do it on that. It's just, it's just too boring. It's just, uh-uh, no. I have to be excited about it. So I'll like eight okay. hours. It takes you sometimes eight hours to get through and do two videos. Sometimes I'll do, it takes me a hundred hours for one video. It depends um, now, on the subject. It depends on the subject. Sometimes it's like I can do it pretty quick, but um, like even for the summit that I'm doing, I, I was like, I was like close to probably over 500 hours just for one, one presentation. But the data it will blow people away because everything that I'm saying, they, First of all, people never heard of it, and it will just kind of knock their socks off. So, and then when they watch it, they're like, wow, that seems like he just threw it together. I'm like, no, 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 no. I actually rehearsed that. I put it together. I mean, I've flipped charts and notes for months to come up with this small little presentation. Also, as a side note, um, I'm creating an animation to help people understand the most important points about what I do, like keto. And it's about... So I hired this uh, very high-end team, and they're freaking expensive, but I really wanted to give people the visual, the 3D animation effect of some key things that happen in the body related to hormones and stuff, right? So this, the entire video is going to be um, about six minutes, which costs, is going to cost me about $25,000 for six-minute video, but it's going to take us four months to create. Wow. So we go through every single slide and make sure everything is, first of all, um, correct health-wise, like it's all the medically correct. Make sure that it's communicated perfectly. And then we throw the animation. And then we have other teams that are verifying this. So when you see this thing, and I will, I will release one video at the end of the month, a little piece of it. Um, there's so much that gone, have gone into that, but then people are just going to watch it and get the concept and go, oh my gosh, and the effect of how what sugar does on your body.
Wow. Well, just to be clear for everybody, you don't have to produce $25,000 videos, all right? No, not to scare anybody off, uh, you can go down the exact road that Dr. Berg uh, and a lot of us have taken along flip, the way, which is... Flip, flip video. <laughs> flip, flip videos. Go back to Dr. Berg's flip videos. Maybe not flip, but hey, we all have incredible smartphones today that have incredible cameras. I mean, uh, Doc, uh, so, a musician that you're uh, familiar with, uh, his name is Chick Corea. He's one of the top Grammy Award. He's number five in the history of, uh, if any musician in history, 23 Grammy Awards. He used his phone, iPhone 11, for 35 days in a row, and he set up his camera, and he went super viral, reached millions of people, and all he did was put his iPhone 11 and hit go by himself, no production. They're talking about a 79-year-old man. He put the phone on a, on, a, on a tripod. He put himself on the piano, and he talked to people for 35 days in a row during the quarantine, which in the middle of the COVID-19 explosion, and he went viral, explosive, and reached a lot of people, way more than he would reach on any tours. And he was all done with a smartphone, an iPhone 11, not even any microphones, nothing. I mean, at one time, Chick looked at me, because I help him uh, spread his message, just like I help you, Dr. Berg. Uh, uh, one time he looked at me and he said, Manuel, if Steve Jobs would be alive today, he would be so proud of his device. Wow. Like, I can tell you that seriously, he was trying to replicate the sound quality of the microphone in the iPhone 11 in his professional studio. And it took us a long time to get to that quality and that vibration of the piano. It, it was something else. So we have these devices that are facilitating our technology uh, and our ability to communicate a lot more that Dr. Berg did not have when he was using flip phones trying to create videos. Right, Doc? That should make the process a lot easier for people nowadays. I, I actually would recommend starting very low budget, starting on your cell phone. You buy an external mic and a good couple lights, get someone to help you with the lights. The lighting is key. And then also the sound is key. And then just start to start doing it. You do not need a studio. You don't need a studio. Yeah, um, we, we've invested on things like this along the way, just way deeper into spreading our message, like white yeah. doors and cameras and lights and all that thing is, is way That's not the most the important thing. Right. The most important thing is um, um, the quality of your content. Everything else is minor. So you have to focus, okay, what can I show people that they're going to go, wow, this was really helpful. And get to the point and get out don't don't do some you know long-winded and um, yeah i got one question dog and then if you don't mind we'd like to spend like maybe two or three minutes answering some questions that i have from the public here is that okay with you sure okay good so one question which is a very important one has to do with patience and what what does it really take for you to start of reaching people and in, in your process doc mm -hmm. did it happen overnight as you started doing videos you did your first video on youtube when you said to your wife uh, uh we're gonna go and do video videos i'm gonna close my practice 
the next day, did you explode and reach millions of people? How, how was the process of getting attention and having people consume your content and having YouTube reward you and social media reward you with even more attention? Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Because this is one of the weaknesses that people have. They start putting content out, Doc, and five days later, oh, I only have like two people that saw my content. I got five yeah. likes. Nobody cares. I'm just going to give up. What do you think about that, Doc? Okay, so I'm going to tell you um, what I think about that, but um, you, just know, you guys need to be sitting down right now because this is going to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sitting down. Okay, okay good. Um, I, I will be honest. Um, the first part of this phase is difficult, the more difficult because you have no momentum. And so Google's not going to really flow you any love until you get some momentum. So you have to... You have to um, use the resources you have to leverage um, that, and you have to come up with bright ideas. So you have to use other things to boost your channel, whether you have to even maybe throw some money to get clicks or use so, um, um, sometimes people get better results on Facebook for a while to, and then drive traffic or Instagram or the messenger. You're going to have to use a, a couple of those to drive traffic um, unless you start to get lucky and win the lottery with uh, finding some key viral video that you did that just explodes. Uh, what, Which is no, literally like winning the Powerball, by the way. It's almost what, like, oh, you won the, the 7 billion Powerball. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, so, so one thing you have to do something to, to jumpstart. And, and it's always going to be some, get some other help. You can't, you cannot, I do not think this is true. You can't just start YouTube videos and just do it and grow very fast because you know there's no event there's no buzz there's nothing so i know people that are getting like three or four views and for months so that's one thing you have to do other things and you're you're good at that and you have a lot of videos that people can watch to learn how to do that but then the other thing is um you have to put enough content regular content to feed this these people out there to give them stuff on a regular basis. You have to commit to um, at least minimum a few times a week, but I would recommend once a day. I do two times a day, but once you do that, all of a sudden these people start to spread and share. And then it kind of goes like this and this and this and this. And all of a sudden, like when I went from three times a week to once a day, I like took a, I, I was like, calling up like this i'm like i said what would happen if i double that and i said i did two a day at already having some momentum and it just went crazy high after that and then i thought i'm gonna keep going so i went up and did seven videos a day guess what happened it went down mm. so i'm like you know what that's maybe too much because if i'm on the other end getting seven videos from dr burger day that's going to really kind of irritate me so i mean you're not going to do anything else in your life but watch dr right. Burger day in right. day out yeah in the like, shower no. in the car while you're changing it's like dr burger nonstop. So, so there is such yeah. a thing as too much talk right there's too yeah much. there is yeah and uh, for me it was like two anything more than two videos a day is too much now maybe two two videos a day is too much Already, maybe I could do fine on one video a day. I don't, I don't, I haven't tested it, but I'm nervous of 
stopping it just because um you know it's working and i don't want to like not give people content but and just just to be clear with uh with what dr Briggs is saying he's talking about the production that he has in place for his youtube channel uh dr Berg does 14 videos on youtube a week right now but he, we do over 100 publications a week in general but all those publications are coming from Dr. Berg's main 14 videos. We just, we just go omnipresent. We, we take Dr. Berg's content and we put it on Instagram TV. So we do three of those a day. And then we, we put stories on Instagram, t on Instagram and put stories on Facebook. And we put it on Facebook on the news feed and the Instagram feed. And we put it all over the place on a messenger. So we end up doing hundreds a week. But the main content that creates all that it's just those 14 videos a week, just to be clear, because I do push, uh, in my case, I have a, a statistic in my organization, which is number of social media posts a week. Now, I, I want to do volume. Do I do 400 videos a week? I do not, not even close. But they take a lot of different clips from all over the place, and then they post them all over social media, and then we create the godlike omnipresence phenomenon on social media, which is what, that's what you want to do. You want to be everywhere in as many places as possible, but the content can easily be just 14 videos a week, and then you're going to be doing well enough to be able to get the attention of people. Like what Dr. Berg is doing right now, I can tell you, Doc, you might, you might not know this story, but when, when, you, when I started helping you uh, over three years ago, my dad was doing, you were already doing 14 videos a week. My dad was doing four videos a week. And I used that to convince my dad to bump it up a bit. And I, and I said, Dad, uh, Dr. Berg is helping a lot of people. He's doing 14 videos a week. You're doing four. He's doing 10 more videos than you a week. Can we fix this? All right, son, I'm going to bump it up to seven. So he started doing seven, and it's been a big factor for us. Uh, as you know, we, we have grown also in our attention over the years, and we found that mix of seven being a good enough mix. So it, it's, it's about you finding something that works. And another takeaway from what Dr. Berg said is consistency. Don't do random content. Uh, even, if, uh, even if you have to put your head down and nobody's going to watch you and you're not going to look at the likes and the comments and the engagement for six months, uh, even if you do that, then you do it consistently, right, Doc? Like, just set your routine in place. Well, I just want to make one point about that. Um, I, I was doing it inconsistently for in the beginning, and uh, people would forget about you. I would build up this kind of, uh, you know, this trend, and all of a sudden, I wouldn't do it, and it went down. So I'd have to start from scratch again. So now what happens is um, it's just really weird for me because I don't get a chance to see who's watching my videos on the other side because every day... It's literally like having a huge stadium of, I don't know, five, six hundred thousand people that are engaging me every single day, but I never see them. So I'm talking, I think they're actually out there. But when I do my annual summit, not this year, the last two years, where I get to see people, these people are literally uh, fans. And uh, it's like, it's very strange to have them going, like, feel bonded. I don't even know the person, but they're like, wow, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, I don't know you, but it's just, I like, I like meeting them, but it's kind of just a weird flow. So the point is that um, when you do that consistent um, videos, you build up rapport with people to the point where you become, um, they're a, become a fan. Like I, I went to Whole Foods, um, oh, this is about a year ago, and I in the elevator, and Slade looks up. She goes, are you Dr. Berg? I'm like, 
I was actually uh, went to Italy and standing in line at the I was going to ask you to tell that story. I was going to ask and, you to tell that story. And I'm standing in line. It's like thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. And I see this girl in front of me. She's just happened to glance. She's because I heard my name. She's watching my video, standing in line in front of me. And I tap her on the shoulder. She turns around. I almost gave her a heart attack. Um, but it's really weird too that there's people all over the world that will watch you. Even in my live show on um, Friday morning, people from almost every single country is watching. So it's it's really a rush to have other people um, in other countries like benefit from your content. Which is amazing because now uh, a lot of you guys might not know this, but Dr. Berg has reached worldwide audiences. Um, there's millions of people consuming the Dr. Berg content in Russia and uh, Arabia and all over the place now. So we have this incredible international world that we can press buttons and reach all of them. This is something that was not possible when Dr. Berg had his flip phone content, which I'm dying to watch, by the way, Doc. I want to definitely see that. We can probably build a story of uh, the Dr. Berg content routine and process. Okay, great, Doc. So that's, uh, that, that's really good. Uh, one final question, Doug. Um, how long did it take you of creating content until you realized that there was a need and want and people wanted to consume your content? Because, you know, for a while you're like, uh, do people, do, do, am I even good? Uh, do people like my content? Do, uh, you know, I, am I really helping anybody out there? In the YouTube social media world, how long did you put content out there until you said, okay, good, people like it, this is good, I got attention, I'm going to keep on doing it because this is what they need and want from me. I think that started even before YouTube because I just in my practice, I would, I would explain something to someone and they would have this sudden realization like, oh my gosh, mind-blowing, right? And then so I knew I could, I could give people certain pieces of, of content and have them have this realization and figure things out. But here's the thing, you're going to know it right away. As soon as you do a video, you look at the comments, it's instant feedback. It's the most beautiful mechanism because you don't want to just be out there communicating. You want to just really let the YouTube comments direct you where you need to go. Because if you get all this, like, oh, that was boring, you know, you just stop, you know, just drop it right there, switch gears until you get these overwhelming, like, this is amazing. Yeah, this really helped me. I tried this technique. So it's feedback, which is right. probably one of the most, in, unless you do surveys or get feedback, um, you have no idea if, if what you're doing is helping, you know? Right. Now, full disclosure to all of you guys that haven't started yet in, in this route, you might not be able to get that feedback at first, comments, engagement. You might not get that at all if you publish on Facebook, on YouTube, and you don't have attention yet. Nobody will be watching at first. In order for you to get that feedback, you're going to have to open up your wallet. This is the world that we live in today. It's a pay-to-play world. So if you want to be able to reach people, you got to open up your wallet and give these platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, a little bit of money, and you put that out there so people can actually get a chance to find out your content. And then you will start seeing communication, engagement. And so, so just want to be clear on that because I, I don't want you guys to do a Facebook Live. Dr. Burke said that I'm going to get instant feedback and then nobody joins and nobody comments and then you give up on it. It is a process. And um, yes, once you start be, be, be seeing people 
engage with you, then you get instant feedback about your comment. But in this world, 2020, that we live in, if you want to start today, you're, you might have to pay to play just to get your content out there. Just to, you're not selling anything. You're not marketing products. But just to get attention, you have to invest advertising dollars to get them to see you first before they engage with you. Just that point. Okay, Doc, it's been fantastic. All right, if, uh, if you don't mind, I have questions here. Um, we can take two or three minutes and answer them. They're content-related questions. All right, so you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, so for example, we have, um, okay. Shailendra, talk to content directly without wasting time of your audience. You do not need expensive resources. That's not a question. Okay. I found some questions. Let me go back here a second because there's a lot of comments here. Somebody said a comment to you, Nora Bodhi. I have learned better from Dr. Burke and so great to get into the main point. No hard words. And I have only one subject covered in a relatively short time. I am suggesting it to everyone in the last seven years I know about it. Wonderful to have the simple and useful data online available anytime. Greatly appreciate for it. Somebody's saying... There's a lot of testimonials coming in about you, Doc, here. <laughs> Question for Dr. Berg. This is from Agustina. How do you keep yourself up to date for many of the new things coming out for health? How do you go through the facts and really take out the true data? Well, in order to evaluate, and that's what you're asking, of how do you evaluate, uh, that has its own technology. You have to, you have to know the basics of something. You have to know the... That's why, uh, you know, I, luckily I went, went through that a long time ago and learned about the basic structures of the body. But honestly, I graduated actually dumber than when I went in. So it literally took me, I restudied all the information that I went through in my own time in a relaxed manner. So I wasn't cramming for a test and really kind of learned it, relearned it. And so then when you understand how the, how the body works, then you can compare it to someone else and see what, where the problem is. So that's a whole technology of evaluation and um, understanding how to uh, figure out what's true and what's not, and then have the experience to try it out. Because I will say, there's a lot of crap out there that doesn't work. And so, um, and you can't just base that on some study that someone did that you know they falsified the information because it was funded by a drug company. Hmm. Right. Okay, good. So a follow-up to that particular question from another person, Alan. Alan says, hey, Dr. Berg, what do you do to never run out of content ideas? Well, that is a part of your imagination. You have to have a, a huge imagination. You have to, um, you know, I'm very creative in the early morning, right around 4 o'clock in the morning. So that's when I get up and I go to bed early. But uh, at night, my creativity shuts off. I cannot have a good idea at all. So in the morning, I start getting good ideas because I get inspired by certain, like I'll start reading this and get a lot of ideas from just textbooks. And also I'll, 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 I'll dig up old patents, uh, patents on, on natural remedies that consolidate all the research right there. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Why, why don't more people know this? And I get ideas from that. 
but it's something that you get also ideas from feedback. People ask questions. If uh, I got a lot of people ask the same question, like, oh, good, that's your video next week. You know, you have to, um, it, basically it comes down to your personal um, imagination and your ability to create from your own ideas. And uh, some people can do it, some people can't, but I would um, listen to people and find out what they want and need and then deliver that. Fantastic. Um, there's a question for me. D is asking, what was the website that I mentioned? It's called answerthepublic.com. Answerthepublic.com. It's going to help you get ideas. And we'll take one more question, Doc, uh, and then we'll wrap it up over here. Mark has a good question. Um, and obviously, I'll explain to you why, he, why he's asking that question. Because we have here a lot of people that are obviously business owners and, and the... Um, the content creation process is, is what I like to tell them. It is a starting point towards being able to get your products and services out there. It is how you get attention. So for people that don't, um, they don't have an eternal roadmap uh, in which they can just create content and never get the, the return from it so they can actually keep the content machine in place. Like you close your practice, you didn't need your practice anymore because you found a way to influence a lot more people on the way. A question that I have from Mark Busserman is, how long did it take putting out content for you to get viable? Um, that, took a, that took a long time. It's a process, <laughs> right? It took a long time. So don't quit your day job right away. So. You have to, um, you have to cope. I mean, I cope for many, many, many years, many years, and um, where it was really stressful. And then, and then um, you keep working it, and you 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 fail, and you fail, and you fail, and then you you keep sticking with it. But um, sooner or later, all of a sudden, it will become viable, um, and um, and then you can actually relax a little bit and start to not be stressed about that and just be stressed on the content you have to create. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Very good, Dr. Bird. Thank you very much for joining. Oh, I just want to give one last yeah. tip and then Plus. I'll, and then we can close. Okay. So he, I'm this... only ending you because I know you're busy. All right. Otherwise we can stay here for yeah. five hours and do a mastermind on content creation. Well, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going right now to do my four videos that I have to do every day. <laughs> So um, you do have a, uh, an outside office that you go and do you, you do your recording, right, Doc? I have a very I have a very little tiny studio that I, I I have a nice little board and I shoot things on that and it's right down the street, nice. so I can avoid the traffic. And and you live in such a beautiful area. I've been to your house and that that's that makes it all easier to just walk outside, right, and just go and record your content. If they let you outside. <laughs> um, okay, so this is this is the con this is the tip. Okay. Ready for this? Yeah. Okay. If you guys checked out, check back in right now because this point is very important. Um, and this is just my opinion. Okay. Um, there's no such thing as a group. There's just a bunch of individuals. So when you're presenting on YouTube and you're thinking about the millions of people watching you, it's, it's an illusion. It's just one person watching you at a time. When you're doing a presentation, communicate to one person, not three. So what does that mean? It means that when you're talking to the camera, if you talk to a group, okay, everyone, today we're going to talk about this and we're going to, we're going to go over here. Like you're going to lose the attention because you're, 
There's no such thing as a group. It's just the individuals. So instead, when you do a video, just present to one person, one person only, and help one person at a time. And uh, just so happen you'll help everyone at the same time. I love that. Absolutely love that. By the way, that's a, that's a line that Dr. Berg uses a lot on his videos. If you checked out, check back in, right? Because he's doing that over and over again. He's bringing people one at a time to pay attention. I absolutely love that. Love that, Doc. Great, great advice. Got, Dr. Berg, I think it's been very helpful. Uh, I'm getting some great feedback from people saying I have uh, Jocelyn. Thank you, Manuel and Dr. Berg, for this great presentation. I got a lot of great feedback from people. So uh, we appreciate that very much. We're going to help a lot of people get their messages out there because we have an opportunity right now with social media, especially in this COVID-19 world, that we're not going through COVID in 1995 in which we're quarantined and have no way to communicate. We're going through COVID in 2020 where we still have the ability to be social and communicate and spread our messages far and wide, actually farther than ever with the power of these platforms right now. So we can look at that super lining and people like you doc you are an example to us you're a role model so we appreciate your time and we value it very very much thank you for being here doc you're welcome all right see you guys on the next one and um hope that you guys enjoyed it and dr berg is now off the screen and um, if you guys have uh, any questions in regards to this presentation well you guys can answer them, ask them in the comments here, and uh, we'll try to give you guys some more guidance in the subject of content creation and get you into that routine yourself. So hope that you guys enjoyed it. Look forward to next week's uh, um, presentation. Uh, we're probably gonna be bringing in, I don't have a surprise guest just yet. It might be one of my students that are gonna come and tell you stories about social media and what they're doing to succeed, or it might be a guest speaker. Um, look out, it's coming. It should be announced very, very shortly. All right, guys. I will see you on the next Social Marketing Hour. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Social Marketing Hour with Manuel Suarez. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the best marketing strategies you can use to build your online presence and increase your sales. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, let us know by leaving a review. Thanks again and stay tuned for new episodes.